The Miami Heat, I don't know what I predicted for Game 7 when Miami and Boston got there in the Eastern Conference Finals, um, but Miami, don't know how they did it, um, but they're through, through the finals, and it was a bloody, it was a, I don't know, it was a pretty crazy series, to be honest. Um, Miami were up 3-0, then the talks of if Boston were going to become the first ever team to come back from 3-0 down, which has never been done before, but it wasn't done. Too bad. Uh, Miami got the job done, and now they're about to head to Denver for Game 1 of the NBA final. NBL? NBA. I'm stuck on Australia time, but NBA finals. Yeah, Denver and Miami. How good. But I'm here to, I'm going to talk about uh, Miami and Boston and mainly the role players because... As people always say, by the time playoffs come around, they always say role players are the key. Role players win series. Role players win championships even. You know you need those superstars. You need one, two, three these days with the super teams to get you to the championship or to get you to the playoffs. But role players are the ones that are important. They're going to be the ones that step up in the series when you least expect it. Caleb Martin, main reason I'm doing this podcast is because just people like him, like he steps up and he... Pretty much single-handedly, I'm not going to say single-handedly, but he was like a, you, you can't deny what big part um, he was involved in the Miami's, yeah, Eastern Conference win um, in in total as a whole. But going back to Game 7, before I jump into the Caleb Martin stuff, Game 7, um, Jason Tatum, um, obviously Boston Celtics' best player, literally injures his ankle on the first play. Obviously shocking luck there, but it's just the, that that's part of the game, That's that's what we... That's what we hate about it, really. The game injuries ban them, but um, you have to deal with it, and that's what he did. He was kind of hobbled around. <laughs> Richie Miller wouldn't shut up about it on broadcast, but that's his job. How much he grimaced every time he landed or whatever, and he was right. But I just found it funny on Twitter. People were just like, "Like, shut up, Reggie." People know, but anyway, moving on. Big part of that, but another part of that was Jalen Brown, and I don't know what was going on, but it was just like his shot selection um, was just confusing at times it was almost like Boston towards the end or even at the start of the fourth quarter there was a deficit of 10 plus points and they just kind of wanted to um bring it back all at once and they were just taking these like step back threes long threes and almost settling for them when you can kind of get just better shots than that simply put so Jalen Brown didn't have a good one he's copying a lot of flack online I guess he was yeah it it's deserved just because he was you know it was not a good game at all um, eight turnovers as well, but it was mainly the look. It was the turnovers and the shot selection for me, but not a good way to go into the off season for Jalen Brown and the Celtics. But we'll see what happens. People are straight away look towards his contract, and if he wants to stay with Boston and all that lovely off season stuff, we all get involved in. Now I mentioned Jason Tatum before, and obviously like star. 30 points a game, everything else he brings. I'm just going to say he was cut in half for that game seven because he couldn't he couldn't do much. You're losing him, essentially, um, but people do forget that they... Um, it's not matched, like it's not the same, same. It's not like for like, but people forget Tyler Hero the entire time, the entire series. Um, he's from Miami Heat. He averages 20 a game himself. It's not the 30, it's not Jason Tatum quality, quality but, you know, it's, uh, it's a big thing. So Miami did all that without their... Third best player. That leads me nicely into the bloody role players. Because who needs stars? You need stars. But do you need role players more? Do you need role players that are going to step up? Do they have more of an impact on winning a playoff series than the stars? I don't know if that that sounds like a stupid question. But I think there's some merit in it, to be honest. So Caleb Martin. I, I go as far as to say they, they won Game 7. They won, not even Game 7. They won the entire Eastern Conference Finals. 
because of Caleb Martin. Like, yes, Jimmy Butler, killer. Love him. Bam, bit inconsistent, but you put him up as that um, star caliber player as well. But someone like Caleb Martin, I was almost thinking as I was watching Game 7, I was just like, would he actually be the Eastern Conference Finals MVP? Like, if Miami pulled this off, and sure enough, they kept the lead, kept going and going and going, and I was just like, I actually convinced myself that he deserved it because... He, he was he was terrific. Um, he averaged 19 points per game in that Boston series. But Jimmy Butler eventually won um, the Eastern Conference Finals MVP. You can't really argue that. But I think there's something in giving it to that other guy that um, it's like Andre Iguodala all those years ago in the finals. People started to look at Steph and KD, and I think that was the KD year. But Andre Iguodala won the finals MVP. Moving on. Never taking anything away from Jimmy. Congrats to him on the award. If I had a vote, I personally was voting for Caleb Martin for MVP. I think he was extremely consistent across the board. I think he was really good across the board. And also, like, a part of me is like, Jimmy Butler carries his team, right? Like, they've been to the conference finals, what, three out of the last four years. So the thought is always that they'll get back there. And my thought with them always getting back there is like, Jimmy Butler's going to have another opportunity. Caleb Martin will probably never have another opportunity to win an MVP award like that. And quite frankly, like he earned it. There we go. There's Draymond Green saying essentially what I was thinking as well. Like um, he said he would have given it to Caleb Martin, the MVP, and I, I can't fault him there. And another thing about the role players, I could talk, I'm going to talk a bit more about Caleb Martin. Super cool. I'm a fellow, he's a fellow twin, identical twins. So I've got to root for him, but cool story. Um, you can dive more into it. Um, on the interwebs, just Google just Google maybe like J. Cole, Caleb Martin. Caleb Martin got cut from Charlotte. And there was some story about um, Caleb not having a team. And he, he just started trying out with, with J. Cole or like for J. Cole's team or something. Like J. Cole's practice runs, something. Um, but long story short, he made that connection. J. Cole pushed for uh, Miami to sign him or someone to sign him. And the rest is history. As I was saying with role players, like Caleb Martin was huge for Miami. And someone else who was huge as a role player himself, Derek White. So Miami, they won Game 7. They won the Boston series largely due to a role player in Caleb Martin. And Boston were only in Game 7 because of a role player for themselves, and that's Derek White, Game 6, game winner. I'm sure you've seen it if you've seen, if you follow any NBA accounts or basketball accounts. Um, pretty crazy ending to Game 6, and he was only, Boston were only in Game 7 because of what a role player did, and he was also pretty damn good in game seven himself he kind of there was a stage there where he was kind of leading a run and keeping Boston in it when Tatum was injured Jalen Brown wasn't doing a whole heap so shout out to the whole this is what that's what the, this podcast is about the role players who needs stars on your team like stars will get you to the playoffs but to take you further or to take you to the championship or playoff series wins role players they say that statement every single year for a reason Anyway, we're swinging back around to Caleb Martin again. Here's Jimmy and Bam, what they said uh, post-game or during the series, just on um, their teammate. No, that might have surprised y'all to the untrained eye. Um, he just looks like he's an undrafted guy who's been in the G League, who's um, started in, what, Charlotte, and now he's here, started on a two-way contract. To y'all, that's what it looks like. To us, he's a hell of a player, a hell of a defender, playmaker, shot maker, all of the above. Everybody's seen Caleb work on those shots day in and day out. So it, it doesn't surprise us. We've seen it every single day. And I'm so proud and happy for him. 
and he's going to even be even better in his next round. And I don't think he's going to be the surprise to anybody else any longer. Like I said, man, a lot of people don't see the work that Caleb put in. I mean, y'all see it now because he, he's playing out of his mind. But after that game seven loss, you know, he I feel like he made it a necessary effort to really come back and be like, I'm going to be a reason why we win a series or be a reason why we win big games. And he showed that throughout this whole series, and I, I'm truly proud of him. So I mentioned it before, but Caleb Martin had, he averaged 9.6 points per game during the regular season. And he jumped that up by 10 points in the Boston series, averaging 19.3 points per game. Um, just let that sink in for a bit. Like that's, it's, it's seven games to put it in perspective. So obviously, you know, make of it what you will. Um, but it's still bloody impressive on the biggest stage to up your scoring average by 10 points and he averaged um, 14 points per game in the playoffs as a whole um, from the nine points in his regular season. So just, yeah, I just elevated his game a heap um, to help Miami and who knows what he's going to do in the finals. Clearly his coach, you know, loves him as a player and was loving him um, shine on the bright stage as well. You know, if you're a, a real competitor and it's in your soul and that's what, Caleb is. He's a competitor. Every bit the competitor that you know you talk about with Jimmy or Bam or you know whatever. Uh, Caleb is a competitor. You get to the higher stakes. The further you get along, the more competitors are going to reveal themselves. You you have to be wired a little bit differently. Uh, And Caleb is. He's pure. Uh, He competes on both ends. Lays it all out there for everybody to see. It's not all about Caleb Martin. Miami have a ton of, in fact, it leads well into this stat. Miami have a ton of sort of like underrated guys, undrafted guys. That was the big stat that I loved. Uh, In the Boston series, they got an average of 56 points per game from undrafted players. So any undrafted players that are on their roster now, they combine for that total um, in the series on average. And it's pretty, pretty elite. Like that's basically, what would you say, half or over half. A team score, effectively. Eric over here, uh, you've obviously been asked a lot about the undrafted story and having so many players yeah, along those lines. Yeah, that's kind of played but, out. Well, well yeah. my, my they're question... They're not even like... That, that's so disrespectful to like yeah. keep on talking about that way. I have not even bothered to look at the playoff experience, but he's got as much playoff experience as anybody in, the, in this postseason. Like that, that storyline is over. These guys uh, uh, have proven themselves uh, as competitors and, and winning players. Maybe they feel a certain way about it, but you know they have the full trust of uh, of everybody uh, in our locker room. So you think of like Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin, as I said, Duncan Robinson. Gabe Vincent was another one, average nine nine a game in the regular season. Bumped that up to fifteen point eight. So call it sixteen points per game in the Boston series. It's just it's just these role players that are just like jumping and elevating the game when. You might have expected it. You might have expected a small jump, but I guarantee you no one expected Caleb Martin to be averaging 16 a game. My mistake, 19 a game in the Boston series. Super high-level competition, man. You can't hide it, and, you know, you figure out if you're if you're built for these type of environments or you're not whenever you get into them. And I just feel like I've, um, you know, just been continuously prepping and getting ready for these moments, and when these moments come, I'm, I'm ready for them. So um, I feel like I'm... Uh, built for these type of moments, and I'm just going to continue to try to get better and, and feed off my and feed off you know guys like Jimmy and Bam, and they lead the way, and we're just trying to follow. So, 
This all leads me nicely into the final series. As I mentioned earlier, but Denver versus Miami role players. I'm going to just discuss some who I think will obviously play a key and perhaps be the difference maker in that series. And I'll finish it off with my predictions. Predictions are always hard, but whatever. It is what it is. Denver, got the likes of like Aaron Gordon, um, Contavious Caldwell-Pope as uh, as the role players. And one of my favorite role players, actually, um, Bruce Brown, he just does he just does the little thing, and I feel little things, and I feel like he doesn't get as much love as maybe he should, um, especially in that Lakers series. He just comes up big, um, doing little things, knocking down shots when he needs to. Um, those little effort plays you don't really see. He's definitely one of my faves, and I think he'll be a big factor um, in what Denver do because I reckon he's going to have a go at guarding Jimmy. He's going to have a go at guarding. Um, anyone else? Any <laughs> any others of these no name player? Oh, nah. Not no name players on Miami. Everyone else that's score, scoring weapons, but um, especially Jimmy. I think all of Denver's role players actually, Gordon, KCP, they're the main ones. And Bruce Brown will have a go of guarding Jimmy. So that speaks for itself. And um, Miami's Miami's guys. I've already talked about them. The undrafted guys, um, Caleb Martin, Lowry, Kevin Love, not Lowry and Kevin Love. Obviously not undrafted but veterans of the game and they're in their careers at the moment they're role players so it'll be interesting to see how they go Gabe Vincent oh who the hell is Haywood Highsmith good luck to any casual NBA fan uh chucking on ESPN on um a Saturday night and seeing Haywood Highsmith out there for Miami and wondering who he is because I, 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 I I'm stuttering here I knew his last name that much is clear it's on the back of the jersey but if you ask me to tell me tell you his first name couldn't have told you. But Hayward Highsmith did his did his part. Um, had some pretty damn good moments in Game 7. So goes to show this is where this stage is where people can make a name for themselves and that's exactly what they've done. Anyway, predictions. I do think Denver will be too, um, too strong. Miami, they're an eighth seed. Um, I think they're already making records as an eighth seed to get to the NBA Finals. But to win it, I'm sure that would be a record in itself. Maybe. I don't know. Um, it's impressive either way, and you know I, I love Jimmy Butler. I'm going to root for him. I have a habit of just rooting for um, the, the top players, like the top individual guys on my favorite list. But yeah, Denver are going to be too, too strong with like Jokic, Murray, Gordon, all those all those guys. Um, yeah, Denver in I would say five, but Miami make it competitive, please. All right, like tweets. Of this segment. Oh, a cool thing that happened on the podium was uh, Bam Adebayo was receiving the someone passing the Eastern, Eastern Conference Finals um, Championship trophy. Um, and they caught this on broadcast, or someone else caught this. He handed the, or he tried to hand the trophy to one Jimmy Butler, and Jimmy was basically just like, I don't want to, I don't want to hold that one. I'll hold the next one. And originally, my mind was like, he meant, which in theory, this doesn't make um, too much sense. Moving forward, but in theory, I thought he just meant the next Eastern Conference um, champions, and I was just like, cool, that, that that's a good goal to have, do it back-to-back, but my suspicions tell me he actually meant the championships trophy, championship trophy that's going to come next round in his mind. So, cool little thing, refuse that trophy just so he could hold the, the next one. Always love Jimmy for those things. Oh, Alan Williams, just engaged engaged nbl fan um there was some there was a tweet from um some people out there that makes it sound like i was avoiding him the next prospect is what their handle is anyway there's a tweet from the next prospect twitter account just sort of saying hyping up the nbl and trying to grab some of these draft eligible guys that might be pulling out uh, might want to have one more year at college or somewhere else to prove themselves 
Um, he shouted out the NBL, and Alan Williams just quite quite tweeted it and said, "Gave the NBL some love. Said if anyone has some questions about the league, let me know. Um, it's my favorite place to play um, outside of the NBA." So Alan Williams, big fan of Australia, and we love you back. Oh, another one. It's <laughs> this. It's always about Jimmy Butler, but Coco Gaff. I hope I'm saying that right, but Coco, tennis player. I've actually heard her name. I'm not a big tennis fan, but I've heard her name. She says that Jimmy Butler actually DM'd her before um, the play-in. So that's the tournament before the playoffs. Those are the games before the playoffs, many, many weeks ago. DM'd her before the play-in, asking if she wanted to see Miami in the NBA Finals. Confident. Miles Brown, um, good Twitter follow, funny Twitter follow. It's at m.brown. This goes back to the... Uh, me jokingly saying that all the Miami guys are undrafted or they're just like not big names, but he just wrote, congrats to Jimmy Butler and the four guys he met on the way to the game. Fast break breakfast. I thought it was fast break basketball. Anyway, um, if I'm Cody Martin, I'm spending the whole summer in Miami just saying I'm Caleb. So as I mentioned before, Caleb Martin killing it in the playoffs in this series, uh, in the past series especially, but he's an identical twin. Um, uh, Cody Martin's his brother, and he's just saying Cody should just walk around Miami saying he is his brother because he's hot property. <laughs> Reggie Miller swears a player will never be able to play basketball again every time he sees someone get hurt on the court. Oh, no ceilings. No ceilings is some um, like a draft website, social media account. There's just a bunch of dedicated um, guys and girls who does who do like draft content, scouting, all that good stuff, and they do it in a really cool way, and I've been following along um, they've messaged me a few times about NBL-related, you know, people or players coming to play down here. But um, I didn't realize they release like a draft guide every single year, and I forked out ten bucks US and bought their draft guide. And it's, yeah, it's very cool. It's just um, a great insight into all things draft and an easy way to look at it and get to know the draft guys, which is something I enjoy. I reckon that's all I got for you. It's a wrap. I'm done. Hello to Jack if you're watching. We'll get it. We'll record an episode sometime soon, but doesn't matter. We'll keep this train rolling and uh, thanks for tuning in.